Hey everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hey everyone. And well, you know, today we've kicked John to the curb. Sorry, John. And are joined by a very special guest, Ramon, who comes to us from the D2C pod. So, Ramon, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, So, I'm the host of DTC pod. And the C in DTC pod stands for commerce, creators, and consumers. So we break down the best e-commerce founders, the best creators, and all the top tools that are in the commerce space. Awesome. So make sure to check that out. Today, in the tank, we are live at Inbound. And we've got nothing short of a party for today's segment. So... This is for all of you folks who have ever gone to a party and you felt that your head was a little naked. You know, you felt like you were the embarrassing one. Yeah, Yeah. common problem. Well, Foam Party Hats is here to help. So today's product is Foam Party Hats, and we've actually got some with us right now. So Ariel, if you could pull them out while I tell you more about this product. So essentially, Foam Party Hats are fully customizable Absolutely huge foam party hats that bring a little pizzazz to any special occasion. Ramon, you should definitely put that on (laughs) immediately. Um, They come with over 600 different designs in a variety of different colors. And they look amazing. (laughs) They look amazing. So founders Manuel and Grace come asking the Sharks during their segment for $100,000 for 5% of their business, which is a $666,000 valuation. Bit of a mouthful. So thinking about our products, which are right in front of us, our story and our pitch, initial thoughts. Yeah, you know, anytime that someone can find very basic materials and make it into a business, I think you're always on to something. They're super cute. They're creative. They're fun. I love the versatility and how it's so customizable. I think it's a really great product. Yeah, I wonder on the supply chain side of things, like if it's that customizable, how could you possibly scale it? And so the scalability of the business, the first thing that comes to mind, but It seems perfect for like very specific occasions. Yeah. So digging into that a little bit, it is very customizable. And that's why they're coming to the Shark Tank essentially for investment, right? Because they're looking for more investment to scale. I have to ask if you could customize your own party hat to just like embody who you are as a person. What is your party hat that you're wearing to your fun and fancy party? That's a good one. For me, I think it would be a giant spreadsheet. I spend so much time in spreadsheets. You know, that is that is on brand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spreadsheet for Ariel, the data analyst. Yep. Mm-hmm. Remote, I'll, do a, I'll do a podcast microphone. Just, oh, just the top. Giant yeah. mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. What about oh, you, God. Jory? Yeah, now I have to answer. But it actually um, records everything, everyone around like me. Like a function. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I do a lot of video work, so maybe like a camera that also records photos. Totally taking your, your idea. Next um, level yeah, tech. Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe. Or like a tarot card deck. You know, I, I love tarot cards. So like just, I don't know, a tarot card for how I'm feeling. I'll get however many cards I need. So, okay, phone party hats. Let's talk about it as a business very seriously with our phone party hats on. It's okay, Ramon. You don't have to wear yours. <laughs> so first question, Ariel, I have to ask you some branding questions. Phone party hats. That's the name of the company. That's the product that they sell. What are your thoughts about that as branding? Does that work? Is that a little too on the nose? 
Look, I mean, it's straightforward. It explains what the product is. And anything that makes a really good brand, you kind of want to capture a few things. First, you want to make it very clear what your product is that you're selling, but you also want to have a little bit of creativity, something that is more feeling evoking and aspirational. So while Phone Party Hats, not the biggest fan of the name, yeah. can see why it does pretty well for them from an SEO perspective and generating a ton of traffic for yeah. them. Their keyword is their brand name. Yes. That's a win. <laughs> what about you? Well, I think building a business is like putting together a plane as it's falling down and you don't have to have it all figured out from the beginning. And so the product being good and like getting sales is more important than getting the name right. What's funny is like they mention about the SEO. Like yeah. if I don't think many people are looking up, oh, phone, phone party, party hats. Right. I have yeah. a party tomorrow. So I'm not sure of the SEO benefits, but I do agree that at some point you want to brand it in a way that it's not just phone party ads. What happens when they start to get a competitor and they go after that same search term? Is this a defensible business if their entire marketing is relying on a single keyword and just their SEO strategy? So I actually think this is very challenging from a defensibility perspective. Anyone can bid on foam party hats as a keyword. It's not really a branded keyword. It's very generalized. So I think they are actually going to find a lot of trouble unless they diversify a little bit more of their marketing efforts outside of just search. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's any other keyword outside of foam party hats that it could qualify for. However, I wouldn't get super worried for that being their only potential for marketing distribution. I think they talked about how weddings were a big play for them. I think that's just one of the channels. But the fact that you can make it be for a specific occasion, I see it as a much bigger upside for marketing than just the SEO potential. That's such a good point. I wish they had that a little bit more incorporated in the upfront is like right. their value prop messaging. Of, yeah, it's fully custom customizable compared to other solutions on the market that are pre-made. They easily could have incorporated a lot of those value props mm -hmm. into their branding and their marketing up front. Agreed. So, okay, I have to ask. You've just been hired at Foam Party Hats. You are now the marketing department. How would you market this tool, if not just through SEO? I would go the B2B route. So like I would be sitting here wondering why isn't there a booth with their entire team member wearing phone party hats of their company. Sure. So you could reach out to companies that are, you know, are exhibiting at conferences and say, hey, here's a way for your team to stand out. Yeah, very much. And so you tap into the company budgets and you no longer are just constrained to the SEO potential and worried about that. You could do things like Weddings have the phone booth and like the phone that like spins around. Well, why not have custom hats for a specific segment of the wedding? And then you can partner with wedding planners. So it kind of a partnerships and B2B approach. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, outside of just direct to consumer. Because to your point, I think they said what, like 80% of their sales came from weddings. Right. And while it's such a generalized product, I think that's kind of what some of the sharks are getting at. Just focus on one or two products. For sure. But I actually think that there's more <laughs> opportunity for them to look into, you know, is it pediatric hospitals for, you know, healthcare workers? You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity to kind of expand just beyond the wedding route there that they yeah. could lean into. One thing that Mark brings up in the segment is like, it doesn't seem like like you know what business you're in. You think you're in the phone party hat industry. You're really in the fun industry. I don't think they are in the phone party business. I think they're in the experience business. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge plus because the cost of the foam is so low, but you yes. can actually sell the fun in the experience. So I think they should definitely be marketing themselves as an experience based business. Okay, we had a bit of a feeding frenzy. I'd love to see sharks go out 
and then come back in when they're trying to like upstage other sharks. So initially we had some interest from Daniel. Daniel was like, I'm going to give you $100,000, but it's non-negotiable and it's for 30%. And then that was enough to get Mark and Lori back in together and collaborating. And they ultimately offered $100,000 for 25%. But I was curious, would you invest in this business? Is this product too niche in your opinion? I don't think it's necessarily too niche. I wouldn't invest because the sales are just so small. And I think we talked about this on this show before. I think they were up to like, what, 175K for the past year when they were going on the show. So, you know, I think they still have a lot of upside. And what Lori said specifically around, like, it's just a marketing problem at this point. I think it's too soon. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that it's foam. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, it's so cheap it's $2 to, to, to make yep. for $40. Right. Exactly. Those margins, Their margins are, like, are amazing. Those That's margins good. are really hard to come across. And mm-hmm. just the fact that there is a B2B and partnerships play that you can really scale up. Like I would invest for those reasons. However, in this one in particular, there were a few things that would make me really reconsider the investment, which is that the mom owns 80% mm-hmm. of the business and I she's the one awesome. making them. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have to go full time. It was like mm-hmm. one of the requirements for yeah, the like investment to happen. And so you would have friction that he only owns 20% mm-hmm. and is the mom okay with handing over some shares or revisiting their structure. Those conversations sometimes can get hairy and then long term, it can cause a lot of issues. So if they can find alignment there, I don't see why not invest. Ultimately, after a bit of a feeding frenzy, they actually took the two shark deal. So the deal was made with Mark and Lori for $100,000 for 25%. And you know, this made sense to me because it seems like a lot of their issues stem from marketing. Lori is the marketing shark. So if Lori was your dream shark, you nailed it. (laughs) Throw me a number. I'm going to guess... 1.5 1.5 million in revenue. Mm. So you think it yeah. went big, it scaled. I think it did. Okay. Yeah, I would say your valuation probably correct. I'd say close to a million. We're going to play prices right here. <laughs> million and one. He said 1.5. You get all hats if you I win. say yes. 1.5 and one cent. <laughs> so actually very close. Their lifetime sales now is around 1.35 million. So oh, right in the still company yeah. close. making making some money. So they've gone sort of the retail route. You can get these hats at Party City. Wow. Um, so not necessarily the customizable option, but they're getting in front of consumers where people might be buying foam party hats. So at a Party City near you. Yeah. Awesome. Great. That's where I'm headed right after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.